Now then, you lovely lot. How are you? Another week. Just put my little frame on so I don't feel naked. How are we getting on? Um, really looking forward to getting stuck into this week's uh, set of episodes, but particularly this one. So many questions that you guys have been firing in about what to, you know, what to do in this state of chaos. And one of the big things is what are the, especially for clinic owners or people that are working on their own businesses and, and the massive disruption that that's been. First week of anything, you typically get a load of questions about governance and policy and sort of working out what's legal, what, what you're insured for, et cetera, how might the market behave. And then soon after that, once everyone's sort of got the ducks in a row for that, the next thing is, what should, we, what should I be doing with my time? Is it smart to be marketing stuff? Does it feel right to be doing that? And that's where uh, we've been noticing it last few days. We're getting loads of questions in that direction. So I know just the perfect person to talk about those with, which is my friend and colleague, Michael Schumacher from HMDG. We try and do a marketing Monday, usually first Monday of the month, but obviously it would have been first show last week. So I, I fancy chatting shit to you for a while instead. So instead we've got him on today. And so hopefully, as ever, if the technology works properly, then I'll be sliding him in. As ever, let me know if you can hear. We've had a few people suggesting that the microphones are glitching. I can't really tell if that's a hardware or a software issue, but I'm working on it. Apologies if that continues to be the case. It might just be a signal thing as well. But hopefully, uh, without further ado, I can just slide in Michael. Michael, can you hear me all right? I can hear you fine. Fantastic. Right, good. So... We shall get stuck in then, if you don't mind, mate, on these uh, key questions that have been coming in from the listeners. Uh, actually, just before we do, just to remind people who you are and what you do in terms of your specialty. Yeah, so um, I always start off by saying I'm not clinical. Um, we have clinicians in our company, but uh, I myself am not, am not clinical, although I could pass for one after all these years of, of working with physios and osteos and chiros. Um, I run a company. Uh, called HMDG, and we help in the main um, about 95% of all of the businesses working with clinics, um, again, whether that's physios, osteos, and so on. Um, and we work on everything from website design, uh, Google Ads, Facebook, branding. Essentially, it's it's kind of looking at what a clinic needs to, to have a better digital presence and then help them either get new patients in or think about the services, how to monetize different services. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, we've worked with with you on your clinic. We we do a bit, a little bit around um, things like Therapy Live, for example. So we do all the marketing on there, and um, yeah, so it's it's very much a, a business focused on 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 working with with therapists. Brilliant. So the the overarching theme that we've kind of we've got about 20 questions that we've kind of merged into three key themes almost. Um, and I can understand why they, they are emerging. Um, before I get stuck into them, I want to ask the live audience that are tuning in and people uh, tuning into this across various different channels. So you might be seeing this on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Insta, um, Twitter, even through Periscope. And so wherever you are, you should have a comments feature and it all gets centralized and so we should reach it. So if you have any questions for Michael, get them in. We'll make sure we visit them by the end or it will inform our future chats. But the big one really that's, uh, that starts us off is what do you, what is that people should prioritize at this complex time? Like what, what would be smart use of their time? Well, I think it depends on where you are as a, as a clinic in, in terms of your marketing. Um, if you have a well-established digital marketing um, program uh, and strategy, then it's it's really optimizing what you've currently got. Um, if you're running Google Ads and you're running them properly, so that's the first thing. Let's say you're running Google Ads. 
when's the last time you looked at the, the text on those ads? When's the last time you looked at the landing pages, if you have them, that you're sending people to? Have you thought about the actual message of, of, of the Google Ads and how that fits in with your clinic now? Because I know a lot of our customers that have come to us, they've had the same text and same kind of messaging for the last three or four years, and, and, and things have changed. So um, are you running tracking properly? Are you really tracking all of your ads? Have you got goals in analytics and Google Tag Manager? Are you tracking appointments and phone calls and you know all of that good stuff? I, I think there's, there's a lot of optimization that can take place. If you uh, already have a website and you feel that it's really good, have you really looked at that? You know, in, in terms of a lot of content, and you were the same, Jack, you know, a lot of that that content um, was was three, four years old. So how how do we modernize that? How does that now fit in with the clinic as it is now? Um, and so I think that's 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 definitely important to you know to think about. Um, Facebook and social media, it might be worth just doing an audit against that, looking at what posts resonate with people, what posts don't resonate with people. Um, and that'll give you a bit of insight into what you're doing um, and what you should be doing going forward. I think, you know, a lot of this stuff you just don't do because you haven't got time. Now, it's interesting because I was just talking to someone. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of clinics now that are busier than ever um, for all sorts of, of reasons. So maybe you still don't have the time to do those things. But if you do have that time, definitely look at that. If you don't have a, a digital strategy in place, then think about what you want to do and how you want to communicate. It, it's no good. Uh, you know, I'm famously against doing social media for most clinics. Um, I, 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 it's no good just saying my digital strategy is I've got a Facebook page and Instagram and I, I post the odd picture. How do you get more well-known? How do you get your message across? I saw you know, over the last two weeks, my Instagram and, and Facebook is full of um, pictures saying we're open. Well, that's wonderful, but it's going out to about 20 people. How do you get the masses to understand that you're open? Do do doctors who I know right now are running around trying to find clinics who can they, they can refer patients to? Do the doctors know? You know, what is your strategy for getting that that message out there to a wider audience? Um, and of course, there are multiple ways of doing it. Um, and I suppose some of the same points apply as well. Have you really thought through your website? Are you have you got your Google My Business sorted? Um, you know, it's not a big task, but it's something that people put off all the time. Um, what about your online booking? How is that integrated in the site? Is it really easy? Now, I I always say to people, do a quick test on your site. Imagine you're going to it as someone who's who's never visited before. How quick and easy is it to book an appointment? Is it really as easy as you think? Um, maybe you hate your booking system, which most people do because most are terrible. Maybe you hate it. Now is a good opportunity to think, okay, is there a better way? Is there a better solution? So it's, you know, in some ways, healthcare clinics are very different to, to lots of other businesses, especially when it comes to marketing and the, the, the specifics around how to market. But in other ways, they're not, you know, it, it, it's doing those things that you would not necessarily do because you don't have time. Um, in terms, I'm sure maybe someone who asked those questions were thinking about quick wins. What can I do quickly to get some, some patients through? Um, I, I think that's that's a very difficult question to answer on a generic basis. I think everyone is is very very different. So you know, right. a, a clinic who we work with in in Battersea is is doing something that is very different to to you, let's say, or to um, you know a clinic I've got in Aberdeen. These these it's very specific to the clinic. Um, so there is no one answer as to how do I get more patients through right now. 
Um, there are certainly answers of uh, there are certainly answers as to what you should not do. Um, no question about that, and I think we'll probably touch on that in a minute. Yeah, I think so. I, I'd like to, um, but before before we do, I think what's um, what seems relevant there in terms of my interpretation of the question as well is that it really is the classic "it depends" answer because it really is so variable at the moment as to what position people are in, depending on where their clinic is geographically. You know, you've got London City clinics that are recognizing their drop-off is certainly not because of lack of marketing. It's because of a lack of captive audience to the fact that people aren't necessarily commuting into the city like they were, whereas you've got the fact that the, the practices where they happen to live in the home counties, yeah. they're, they're not necessarily commuting. They can't handle the traffic. And so then, but that doesn't necessarily mean that those clinics should then cease all marketing and, and, and know that that gravy train is going to continue indefinitely. They might still be smart for them to actually pay attention in a different way. So it really is a individualized response. And I feel like I've been frustrated about people suggesting or inferring that there's a cookie cutter approach to pandemic marketing. And it's like, well, no, it really is dependent on your circumstance. And also the the youth of the clinic as well has made a difference. I've been open in, in, in this show and elsewhere about the fact that fairly new practice that we custom built that hasn't got necessarily a base of, of prior custom that you can then lean on for repeat, you still need to try and generate new business, whereas there are others that are not needing to do that because they've got that returning custom. Interested, uh, yeah, I just saw a question come in about mailing lists. Um, so the reason, can I answer that quickly? Um, the reason I don't talk about mailing lists is, is and I, I should, I should talk about them more. I don't talk about them that much because I almost feel like it's a given. Um, if you have a mailing list, you should be using it. You should not be overusing it um, and you should be growing it. Now, there is a fine line between a funnel, which I fundamentally believe is a waste of time and a complete nonsense in, in healthcare. I won't go into why, maybe that's another show. Um, there's, a, there's a big difference between that and building a mailing list in a slightly different way. Um, sh you should try and grow your mailing list without question. Um, you should also segment it. That's one of the most important things. If someone's a post-op patient, they need to be segmented as a post-op patient. If they're a sports massage, if they're a whatever it is that, that you know, a, a chiropodist patient, they need to be segmented. You need to segment them by male or female. Um, you and I, I very rarely come across clinics, even with a good database, um, that, that segment their their data properly. And I'll give you a really good example of this. This was a, a while back, pre pre COVID, but. I had a clinic who did do all that segmentation and they made an absolute fortune in the run up to Father's Day and Mother's Day with um, an offer, you know, treat your dad too. Um, and it went, it went incredibly well, but they were only able to do that because they had segmented that list. So segmentation is important. Um, don't send the same email to everybody um, because it's just, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you have someone who's 60 years old and got a dodgy hip versus someone who's, you know, coming with a hamstring injury a, a, a year ago, obviously the messaging should be very different. Um, I would certainly, you know, if you want to get really technical about things, yes, you should be doing some retargeting off your mail list. So as an example, what we might do, if someone hits, um, our, uh, website we catch the capture their data we send out an email on our monthly email and they click on social media ads or social media help the next time they hit facebook and instagram they see a nice ad that says hey we can talk to you about social media give us a shout we'll have a book book a call whatever the the, the call to action is 
Um, so you can get very kind of go in depth with your mailing lists, but certainly use mailing lists. Um, it, it, it's low hanging fruit. It's the simple way of getting patients through. Don't overuse it. An email every three days is not going to help you in the long term. Um, you need to use it sensibly. Um, I did see, or I know of a, a, a one of these business woo woo coaches who's you know selling a thousand pound program at the moment, which is all about mailing lists and and how to make more money. Well. You don't need to spend a thousand pounds getting that advice. Use your mailing list. Do it sensibly. Um, maybe we'll write. I, I might write an article or get one of the team to write an article on mailing lists. Actually, it's a good point. Certainly, some I'll chalk up for the next time we have the this show or the other work that we've got planned. Of course, on for those that haven't spotted it yet, I know it got promoted on the main Physio Matters feed yesterday, as well as on the Facebook groups. Uh, it kind of did the rounds a bit more of a boost. Me and Rob Bevan have got the Therapy Business Matters podcast in which we're going to get stuck into some of these topics, and, and certainly Michael's going to be central to that. Um, what I want to just add on mailing list that I'm realising that I said at the start of the show that you get these waves of people asking a lot about questions on governance and policy and legality, and then it overlaps into what should I be doing with my time, marketing, generating, that sort of stuff. One area on this, on a mailing list front, that people naturally cross purposes on is that of course they've wanted to reach out to their customer base in whatever capacity and an appropriate sort of a, almost like public service announcement that people might use their mailing list for uh, in the early days of needing just to reassure people that they can still attend their booked appointments you can understand why they do that i suppose one of the things i just want to clarify with that is that it really there's a, there's a positional difference sometimes for business owners and i noticed it in myself uh, particularly pre-pandemic but also since is that sometimes you put something on a mailing list and then you put something out on social media and then psychologically you perceive yourself to have then reached the entirety of your customers. If you don't then spend the time to look at your open rates and then do a bit of an audit on your social media in terms of its interaction and also look at the people that interact with you on social media compared to your prior customer base and then try to marry that up where possible, then you're kidding yourself. Sometimes that psychologically that might be helpful for you, but you've actually, you can't then, when, when people are ringing you up anyway, you can't then perceive yourself. You, you need to, to, to create several different mechanisms for reaching people because people don't look at their open rates enough, and I think it really matters. I, I think I, I think actually that speaks to a, a wider thing around marketing, which is measurable measurement. It's, it's measuring everything. You know, you, you measure patients and you make, measure patients' progress. You should be doing the same with your marketing. And and when you're when you're running a an email campaign, sure, look at those open rates. And if those open rates are low, why are they low? Why are there unengaged contacts? probably find that some of them are five years old and if they're five years old and they're not opening emails don't send them um you know and make sure you have a, a good solid database if someone doesn't open three emails from us they go into another list um you know I, i've got no interest in just sending emails to people for the sake of it um and then you're right you picked on, up on something else which is what is the strategy between your email list and your facebook are there calls to action on your Facebook posts that drive people into your email list? Um, is it the other way around as well? If someone clicks on something, I've mentioned that, if someone clicks on something, should they be getting an email, uh, sorry, a retarget on Facebook, a, a sponsored retarget? Yeah, they, they should. Um, should what people do on your mailing list in terms of what they click through on emails give some idea about the strategy of what posts to make? Yes, they should. I mean, this is a huge answer, and we could, you know, I could sit down with a client for, for half a day talking about all of this and 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 building out. But again, you are right; it it comes down to that individual clinic. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier uh, uh, about um, how clinics are different and and whether you should continue marketing. An example is a clinic I spoke to this morning who does peds in central London, 
and that just isn't working for them. Doesn't mean you just stop. You say, okay, well, Pete's right now in central London, for obvious reasons, is not working, but these things are working. Let's push the, the, the budget to those and let's see if we can get a, a, an increase from, from those areas. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, we've got some great questions and comments coming in. Thank you very much, including someone saying cracking answer. What we've noticed, unfortunately, with the, how tuning it over works is that we usually get your name attached to these things. For example, James Morgan tagging Francesca in this earlier. But when you're coming through the therapist support group uh, that we cast into when there's a relevant episode for private practice, we don't seem to get your name. So apologies. So if you are on there and following on there, feel free to comment. But if you could put your name on those, that would be handy. Question there, Michael, if you can make this a quick one, because I want to get stuck into some ethics stuff in a second about what not to do. What CRM do you use? HubSpot, Reach, Active Campaign? Obviously, I know the answer, but you can tell me. Yeah, we use HubSpot, um, but we spend a fortune on it. Um, <laughs> but it makes sense for us. I don't think using HubSpot, especially at an enterprise level or even a professional level, makes a lot of sense for most clinics. Um, I think the active campaign is a lot cheaper. It is much more difficult to use. Uh, it's it's the, the UI, the, the interface isn't quite as clean and nice, but Active Campaign is definitely a good one to use. Um, you can do some really nice automations there. You can you can integrate it with quite a lot of different things, social media and so on. So, um, out of all of those, if you just happen to have a lot of money in in, in your back pocket, HubSpot is, is an absolute killer product, and and we people are going to people are going to be at risk of spending their entire bounce back loan. You I would think, spend on, it. On I mean, like, you know, you're you're talking three. It's depending on how many contacts you have, three, four, five, six thousand pounds is your average kind of clinic on on HubSpot per month. Um, we spend a lot, um, but again, it makes sense for us. But active campaign, I think it's two, three hundred dollars a month. Absolutely. So, so I want to uh, get stuck into the to the next sort of theme or question that we've had. Uh, but before I do, just for those who are tuning in and listening to these answers and hopefully appreciating what, what Michael's getting at with this, is that because we're always saying it depends, it's individualised, and we're giving you a broad range of things, please just do not suffer and sweat some of this stuff alone. That's what we're here for. Get in touch. We'll put, you know, we'll speak to you on a regular, uh, on, a, on a basis of individualizing it to you to make sure that you're not taking up these cookie cutter approaches or thinking that you can do it yourself. The amount of stress that people are putting themselves under when that's exactly what we're there for. It doesn't mean that necessarily you're going to work with us in whatever capacity again, but just generally speaking, remember about remember what HMDG have always been welcoming and open arms to those initial consultations, just to sort of say, look, these are some mistakes you can definitely not make. And then whether or not we then end up working with you in the future, that's irrelevant. But we hate the amount of, uh, and it's not just cowboys. I often talk about this, like these people that are actually charlatans that are sort of selling you nonsense. It's more that there's just some some misguided advice, especially that comes from in industry. Mm. People like like myself that are then trying to repurpose their clinical knowledge into marketing. It's like, no, get the get the adults in the room involved. And, and certainly on the on this point, please, you know, don't be don't be shy. Get in touch with us. Get in touch with HMDG if you need signposting. Then we can do that. But you know, it's just important to to send check this with actual. I, I think you're right, and you were talking to Rob about this, and Rob is is one of our clients, and you know, it, it was exactly that situation of using other people, not quite understanding things. If anyone's find me, I'm not going to tell you anything. Just get, come to hmdg.co.uk, book a call in. I promise, I'm not. You know, it's not about selling you. Um, it, I'm really happy to give advice out um, or, or drop mm -hmm. us an email or, or whatever. Um, I think you know, at this point in the in in where we are as a as an industry, I think we're we're happy to help out. It's what we did with Therapy Live, and and it's something yeah. I'm keen on doing. So so get in. Well, exactly. 
it tickles me when I think back to you know, obviously it's difficult because we've worked together so much over the last 12 months, haven't we? But if you think about um, when we first got in touch and stuff and, and those that listen on a regular basis, not just to this show, but have seen some of our work, right? just think how gingerly I flirted with paying anyone anything for this sort of stuff. And the standards that I held people to is that we, you know, for an extended period of time, we, we did that. And, and trust me, we, we've been nothing but pleased with the work and output that's come through. And, and in no, at no moment did it feel like we weren't, uh, we weren't getting incredible value. So please do get in touch with, with Michael and team, as well as, you know, with us, if you feel that when this crossover work of which we do together. Now, right, I want to get stuck into this. And I've actually tried to pull the graphic up because I think it's good to use this as a point of reference because this is what people have been asking for. So hopefully people can see this. Um, a sports injury clinic here has, has um, put a sponsored post out locally. Uh, and a few therapists have flagged this with us to ask us to what just our thoughts are in terms of the ethics of it. A, a free spinal and posture check, uh, it then goes on to clarify um, well within the rules of lockdown, um, some people that were that, that were making a, a, a sort of give it the benefit of the doubt approach response to this saying, well, you don't know, they might not have turned their ads off. But it looks like this is something that's quite specific and targeted for the time. Um, and so I just wondered, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm willing to share and will share my thoughts on it in a second. But Michael, what, what's your sort of take on that style uh, of marketing and exploiting the opportunity of the fact yeah. that they can remain open? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I'm going about to tear it apart. I, I, um, I hope it's not one of our clients. I don't think it is. It's just crap. Let's be honest. Um, I think the you know the thing at the bottom says you're, we're allowed to stay open um, and therefore this is okay. It just it's bullshit. Let's be honest. I think um, you, you for one, it's not ethical um, from a not even a clinical perspective. It's not ethical. That's not what the rules are supposed to be all about. And I feel strongly about that. Um, there are many other businesses who would love to find a workaround. This is just a workaround. Second of all, um, I can't speak to this all that much, but from a ethical perspective from a clinical side it's nonsense as well um and then finally just from a marketing perspective yeah i, I like free clinics i like, like open clinics i think it's a good idea in general not on this not at this time and it speaks further to a lot of other stuff i'm seeing every day i saw one yesterday chiropractor five sessions for the price of 50 quid or whatever it might be i get people are struggling but when you start running these stupid offers at this time, and by the way, it's not just chiropractors. I've seen some horrific physio ones as well. Um, mm. when, when you start seeing these kinds of things going out, yes, I get it. You want to generate some money. I, I understand that. Times are tough. But there are better ways of doing it. And you're harming other people, first of all. You're harming all your competitors. When you go out and start putting those kind of offers out it, it's you know you're devaluing yourself and i think the industry has spent too many years devaluing itself to go even further at this stage so i think that's a uh, that's problematic but then i think from a branding perspective you just look stupid um i don't think it speaks to your professionalism policy there are ads you can put out right now there are people that are suffering i you know it, it, you can't get nhs appointments so if you're going to do an ad struggling to find an nhs appointment we're here to help you there you go there's there's a, a an ethical ad that's people are you know i, I give you an example i give everyone an example of, of me i i had a problem uh, a while back saturday morning and i'm like i would go to a doctor i would go to a and e woke up disabled and i'm like what do i do i phone jack and he tells it you know it's it's um there are clinical reasons a good marketing that you can do to hit an audience that really needs you um one of my my team his girlfriend had an issue with is my ankle broken she thought it was let's go and um get to a and e but actually i said well let's talk to the in-house physio here let's see what it is turned out to be a sprain she was absolutely fine so there is 
there is a space to do ad advertising. Maybe it's not even necessarily about getting appointments through right this second. How about doing some advertising for data capture, giving out some guides? You know, I don't normally believe in the funnel stuff, but if you want to help some people, put out some guides in, into the into the uh, into the, onto socials. Get some people through. Build your database up. Um, they will turn into customers. Make sure you geographically locate it and target it. Don't do people in Scotland if you're in Southampton. Um, you know, and, and do it that way. And there will be people that need help. Um, but but mm. this idea of, of 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 abusing the system because you're allowed to remain open and then saying I can do whatever I want. I can now do a sports yeah. massage, but let's call it a spinal touch rehabilitation. You know, it, it's just nonsense. It's a sports massage. Don't do it. Mm. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway, he's, he's definitely hit the big ones there, which is good. So save me, save me repeating it. But just on a clinical level, you know, that's one thing that's worth me just overlaying there is that even in peacetime, that isn't cool. You know, that is that you know that what you're inferring there in terms of getting people that are otherwise asymptomatic or getting a bit of a grumble as if there's some sort of plumb line posture and, and spinal assessment and check that is of relevant validity to infer problems and therefore suggest other services that you might be able to deliver. Of course, there are ethical ways of assessing people, that's the nature of the game, but just the way in which that, that reads, that's I smell a rat on the clinical validity of that anyway. And so that's something that especially coupled with the just because something's legal doesn't make it ethical or moral. Right. It's like a bit, a bit of an embarrassment thing if your proxy for morality is legality then what, what you know unfortunately it's fascinating that anyone gave but you a degree you know what it's also it's just lazy thinking um i just in, in my head came up with this idea if you're a clinic and you specialize in running or you you, you have you know you, you're quite sporty do a free event stick it on event right get people everyone's running right let's do an event on running some basic tips what you should be looking out for what you, you know some basic stuff you've now got yourself a lovely list of people who are uh, runners so when we do have the next marathon maybe you can start selling them some prehab products some some you know there's, there's lots you can do it's just lazy thinking of how can i make money really really quickly you know and obviously in defense we totally respect and understand the desperation right there are there, there is out there however just, and we're not saying you've got to totally delay gratification. Just sow the seed and cross your fingers, you're still in business in six months. We get that there needs to be some immediacy to it, but it really is important that we don't completely corrupt the marketplace and, and devalue, as Michael mentioned, the industry. And that's coming from someone who is non-clinical, saying who's in marketing, who gets it, gets sales, really at the heart of what he's doing, but fundamentally, it's not cool. Um, one thing I just want to, want to say on that as well is that if you're listening to this and you've seen what we've just flashed up there, I'll just pop that back on there. This this is what we're talking about for those that have just tuned in and this is just one example of it for you know and certainly um where possible we're trying to make this non-identifiable and it's not just you know it's one of several examples we could have used but if you're listening to this and you disagree with our take on this matter it's not the gospel according to jack and michael honestly priority you would be on tomorrow's show i promise you that right if you want to oppose this if you want to you want to discuss this you want to chew this over it's exactly the sort of thing that this show is built for and therefore please challenges refine our ideas we're maybe not affording enough charity to this and you might want to put us right please get in touch because we'd love to be schooled on this but at the moment we've reviewed it we've considered it this is the sort of stuff we talk about a lot and we are not Please with it. So please, if you want to oppose it, we'd love to hear from you. It's really important. You kind of covered the third thing um, in in the first answer, really. But just we've only got a couple of minutes left. When people are 
suddenly they, they're wanting low cost solutions, but they want to try and take some low hanging fruit um, of what might take uh, what might be time costly that they've usually got the time to do. They've had a few cancellations, etc., because of the nature of the circumstances. Where do you think people would best serve their time, other than the individualized answer? Yeah, what sort I, of I a think we call it guerrilla marketing, guerrilla tactics. Um, get in touch with people. You know, it doesn't have to cost you any money. Um, have you talked to all the uh, doctors around? Have you talked to orthopedic surgeons? Have you built those relationships? Have you talked to local gyms? And I know that they're closed. I know, but but building relationships at this stage can be incredibly useful. What about local running groups, local running clubs? Um, do they have anyone that can give advice? You know, they're a breeding ground for new patients. If you've got a running club with 300 um, runners, those people have problems. Get in touch with them. Build those relationships up. Um, those are relatively quick wins, actually. Um, and if you make that effort to go out and talk to them, another one might be corporates. Are there local businesses who are big enough to warrant some kind of weekly help with their patients, a, a call line, a, you know, virtual physiotherapy, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. Have you spoken to those companies? Have a go. It's how we started this business. I got onto LinkedIn, I found a few physios and I said, listen, my experience is this. Um, how do you fancy a chat? And before we knew it, you know, back, we got a, a, a ton of clinics on. Before you knew it, you're on tuning we were on on over. What on it? What, what, what you just never realized it. Naming lights, right? Thanks, mate. Right. Really appreciate it as ever. Um, really enjoy it. And Joe Turner's mentioned in here, she's vouching for the fact that you uh, have given her plenty of time. She says, If his ears look bent, it's mainly her fault. Uh, a few other people um, are, are vouching for you, of course, in the comments section. So thank you as ever for all your time that you give us all. Um, just remind people of how to how to find you, and also then um, what other things you've got up your sleeve in recent in, in the coming months. Yeah, so find us at hmdg.co.uk. Uh, um, there's lots of ways of contacting us. Um, drop us a book a call in. Drop us a message. I'm actually interested because because the, the comment earlier about mailing lists. Um, I, I don't do enough on that. I, I, it would be interesting to get feedback. What do people want to hear? I'm more than happy to put on some free seminars and talks um, to discuss topics that maybe need a bit more, you know, examining in a bit more depth. Um, more than happy to give individual advice as well. But if you have ideas or thoughts on anything, happy to take those. Coming up, yeah. um, we... Uh, Actually, I can't mention too much. I don't think, Jack. Um, but I, there would be. No, I, I didn't want. To, I didn't want to blurt out a spoiler. So yeah, if you're if you're being cautious, so yeah, I, let's let's we'll leave it. For that. I think that done we're one of those themes because that might help answer that question next time we're on we'll have some news for you because we're trying to tease out those themes and trying to find out what it is that you guys are wanting and that will help us to create products that will um not just stop it'll stop us going on air and saying it depends it's individual every time we recognize there are themes and that mailing list question is a really good example thanks james morgan for another one which is a good one which is that uh, needing to find a physio, anyone else having a problem recruiting? Yes, thousands are. Uh, and what my answer to that is, of course, that uh, it's actually quite easy to find a physio, but it's bloody hard to find a good one. And obviously I'm willing and stuck my neck out to try and define what that means. What is clinical excellence? What are you trying to strive for? What is medical ethics, which we've talked about in this show? And we are gonna, we're gonna strive to solve that problem for you as soon as we can. And we wanna speak to people like James uh, to try and make that happen. So thanks so much for everyone that's commenting. Appreciate your time as ever, Michael. Okay. And we'll see you okay. later on in the week for some great shows we've got lined up. So join us for tuning over. 12.30 every day. Uh, I've got a problem on Tuesdays at the moment with childcare, but I'm setting up a bit of an operating procedure so you might have members of my team, maybe even Michael himself might guest host the tune it over if you're enough of your questions coming from this show. So I really appreciate it and we'll speak to you all soon. Cheers, guys.